Welcome to the Men of Iron Podcast, equipping men for growth in your faith, family, friends, fitness, and finances. Check out menofiron.org to learn more about how you can get involved in or support the vision of changing a culture one man at a time. Thanks for listening. Here's your host, Chad Zook. How do you handle difficult people or hard times? Do you excel or do you limp around or do you avoid or seek to avoid that person or that situation? One thing's for sure, we're not immune to being difficult or to be around difficult people. We're not immune to painful situations. You and I need ways, practical ways, to be able to endure those types of situations if we're going to become the men that we can be. In this podcast, I talk about the Houdini effect, and essentially, I will get down to six different principles to uh, endure hard times or difficult people. This is the Men of Iron Podcast, episode 87, and my name is Chad Zook, the host of the show. Men of Iron exists to change a culture one man at a time. We believe strongly in the power of mentorships and accountability. If you'd like to know more about the movement that we call Men of Iron, go to menofiron.org. You will be able to see some things to help you individually, also to help you as maybe as a group study, maybe just for you to just gather resources. We have all of that and so much more at menofiron.org. And also we have an opportunity in there to connect with someone at the Men of Iron team to maybe bring some of these principles a little bit closer to home and for you to apply and create a strategy for your life and also for the lives of the men around you. Again, that's menofiron.org. Illusionists are mind-boggling. Eric Weiss was one of the best. He was born in Budapest, Hungary in 1874. Eric had a fascination for magic and the escape arts, even from an early age. Eric Weish was the birth name, but you may remember him by his stage name, Harry Houdini. His pernicious way of escape captivated minds and made him a legend. He was well known for being submerged in water tanks while handcuffed. And through his wit, uncanny strength, and flexibility, he would pick his way into imaginations and out of danger. During his lifetime, no one ever figured out how he'd made his epic escapes. Crowds said the escapes were mysteriously spiritual, and others rendered it just another one of Houdini's many inventions. He got himself into messes, and he got himself out of them spectacularly. We're not all that different. We get into messes, and we plan our own escape. As the author of a book, A Tidewater Morning, said, we each devise our means of escape from the intolerable. You fill in the blank as to what you think intolerable is for you. The escape may be avoidance, anger, or passive aggression, because life is not an illusion. Escapism is choosing to be deceived. It's a, master, it's a masquerade of self-deception. A self-deceiver is best understood as knowing, but wishing to avoid the truth, as Kevin Lynch said. Or equally as powerful, escapism is the art of creating problems while running away from problems. Ouch, I feel that one. Let me give you some common forms of avoidance or escapism. First one is 
Sometimes men, they try to escape into the past and relive the past, and uh, we do that as just an escape from current reality. There are different ways that this is rendered out. One of the examples, um, if you know anything about Viktor Frankl, you know that his story is uh, it's really a way of escaping uh, hellish torment as a Jewish Holocaust uh, participant, and he became a survivor who somebody also had watched much of his family die in concentration camps, and he spent three years in that hell on earth. And how did he do it? He did it by conjuring up in his mind these versions of the past and seeking to live in the past because that's the only thing that he really knew of, a way to endure the pain and just the hardship and the struggle of what he was seeing in front of him. He wrote extensively about that experience, so I don't need to to get into that much. But I will say this. His belief doesn't line up with mainline Protestants, but his perspective on suffering and the will to live is worth mentioning here. He shared how he used the past as a form of escape. Frankel believed that humans are motivated by something that it was called a will to meaning, which is the desire to find meaning in life. So to find meaning in suffering in that regard. Uh, he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning and talked about that experience. He argued that life can have meaning even in the most miserable of circumstances and that the motivation for living comes from finding that meaning. This is a direct quote from that book. This intensification of inner life helped the prisoner find a refuge from the emptiness, the desolation, and spiritual poverty of his existence by letting him escape into the past. In his mind, I took bus rides, unlocked the front, do- front door of my apartment, uh, apartment, excuse me, answered my telephone, switched on the electric lights. Our thoughts are centered on such details, and these memories can move one to tears. So you can survive that way for a time, but you can't live that way into the present. You can't hold on to the past if you want to live in the present. Eventually, you have to confront what is right in front of you. Of course, Frankel, uh, his genius and all his work that he did extensively rooted in that experience um, has, has helped a lot of men, quite honestly. But I don't see how it's a way for human flourishing if we're to live in the present. So sometimes we try and avoid or escape by living in the past. Another way that we do this is through social media. Those platforms are not there for social benefit. They're about your time. They want your time. The more time you and I spend avoiding connecting in real life, the more money those platforms make. In 2013, University of Georgia, uh, one of their psychologists by the name of Graham Collier, he wrote in Psychology Today about the connection between escapism and technology. He said this, I would suggest that the real form of escapism nowadays is the compulsive need to constantly be engaged in living an electronic life of fact-finding, problem-solving, video game playing, and personal chit-chat. Again, social media is not bad, but understand what they want. They don't want you to have a better life. They want themselves to make more money. They make more money when you spend more time on those platforms. Use them to your benefit, not your detriment. You can't escape for very long and live a rich life by being so ingrained in social media. 
Some other ways that we escape or avoid or seek to is through video games. I'm not a gamer myself, but I, I know it. I, I, I know how it works. And I also know that there's addiction formed around this too. Some of us hide in just fact-finding and we get lost in Reddit or YouTube or something like that. And it's good. It stimulates our brain. We can become you know, more uh, intellectually involved, it seems like, in, in complex things and discussing and uh, all that can be great. It can also be toxic, of course, but we have to be careful that this, is just a, this isn't just a form of avoidance, avoiding maybe pain, avoiding hardship, avoiding a difficult situation, maybe avoiding um, that conversation that your wife or your kids are longing for you to have. Sometimes we just hide in, in these crazy places. We also hide in our hobbies. Again, we hide in working out. We hide in porn. I believe that a lot of men, they, they, they do have a porn problem. It's simply because they're bored and stressed, and that's their outlet. It's, they have a porn problem, and it's, they, avoid, they avoid what's going on, but they do so in such a way they get looped in originally simply because they're bored or stressed. And maybe the stress is being brought on by that situation, which the preempts them to have porn usage. If you would like to be free from the addiction of porn and be connected to a community pursuing uh, just recovery, full recovery from porn, I would recommend the Live Free app. It's a great community. Uh, Carl Thomas uh, developed that app, and it's a great community around helping men to live free from the addiction of porn. Of course, when we talk about escapism or we talk about avoidance, anything that we deem pleasurable can be a weapon that we use to avoid or escape reality. Of course, we need a break from time to time, and those things can provide a break. I don't support any porn usage, but everything else can be used for a time. We need a break, and that's fine, but not at the expense of showing up like a man when life gets hard. You see, we need to find a balance in those things without avoiding growth opportunities for our faith and our relationships. I'll say it again. We need to find balance in these things without avoiding growth opportunities for our faith and relationships. T.S. Eliot in his book Four Quarters said this, Go, 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 said the bird. Humankind cannot bear very much reality. Very profound quote that humankind cannot bear very much reality. See, God uses painful situations, hurtful circumstances, and difficult people to unveil the qualities we need to glorify Him. God is up to something, and yet, the, you know, Houdini, he made the impossible, is what they said. He made the impossible possible, but that was just an illusion. We live in real life, and we can't escape that. Two questions, then I'll give you the essentials to endure hard times and difficult people. The essentials are, or excuse me, the questions are, how can we live and become a man after God's own heart? What's your way of doing that? What's your methodology? What's your plan? Second question, what do we do when things get hard, unpredictable, or even painful? What do we do when things get hard, unpredictable, or even painful? What do you do? You see, how do you answer that question is going to be the clue as to where you enter into the six essentials to endure hard times or difficult people. The first one is this. Understand that avoidance is escapism. We have to come to terms with, with what we're currently doing to escape or avoid 
the pain in front of us. We have to come to terms. Is it our hobby? Is it exercise? Is it drugs? Is it sex? Is it work? Are we doing these things just to avoid conflict at home or hardship at home? Escapism creates an illusion that you can just avoid the person, the source of the feeling. But does the feeling or pain ever go away? Nope, it sure doesn't. Does it ever get better by avoiding it? Not in my life. Our futile attempts at escape have left us powerless and confused. First thing, understand that avoidance is escapism and you need to find the mechanism that you use for escape. Second is this, consider that God's wisdom is always greater than our understanding. Always. Always. Isaiah 55, 8-9 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So the first thing, we need to, to come to terms with avoidance as escapism. We need to look for the mechanism that we use for escape. Second thing, we need to consider that God's wisdom is always greater than our understanding. Third thing, we need to endure hardship as discipline. This is actually a hopeful message. I realize how difficult this can be, and I don't even know what it is that you're going through, man, uh, whether it's it's really, really difficult in this season or you're coming out of a difficult season or, or maybe you are getting ready to go into a difficult season. But no matter where you are in life, one thing I do know is for sure. The Word of God is true. Hebrews 12, 7 through 10 says this, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? It's a question mark. If you're not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined, meaning our earthly fathers, disciplined us for a little while, while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our own good, in order that we may share in His holiness. And I love what the next verse says in verse 11, Hebrews 12. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness in peace for those who have been trained by it. Endure hardship as discipline. That's the third essential to endure, endure hard times or difficult people. Fourth, be strong and courageous. Even when you don't feel like being strong or courageous, be strong. Engage with who it is that God says you are and do what it is that God says you can do. Deuteronomy 31.6, at the beginning of that verse, says, Be strong and courageous. The fifth takeaway is this. Don't let fear hijack your future. Don't let fear hijack your future. That is, fear is the lever Right? That's what's being pulled to cause you and I to seek escape or avoidance from that situation. That very hardship that God wants to use and render our lives through discipline so that we can have a life that produces a righteousness and a peace as we're trained by it. Don't let fear hijack your future. Again, Deuteronomy 31.6, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The sixth and final essential to endure hard times 
or difficult people is this. Remember that you are not alone on this journey. Again, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. If you're a follower of Jesus, this is true of you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. With these essentials, as we lean into the truth of these and what God is saying in and through us, I believe that that you can have a better answer for the, the two questions that were asked earlier. How can we live and become a man after God's own heart? One way is not avoid hardship. Don't try and escape from it. Instead, understand that God is, is more wise than we'll ever be, and He has more wisdom than any of our understanding has ever been. Endure hardship as discipline. Be strong and courageous, even when you don't feel like being strong or courageous. Don't let fear hijack your future, and remember that you are never alone on this journey. This Men of Iron podcast is brought to you by Men of Iron. If you're interested in getting involved in or supporting the vision of changing a culture one man at a time, or you simply want to know more about our Strong 27 mentorship experience, Equilibrium retreats, Anchor Man video series, or Men of Iron Plus, go to menofiron.org.